Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, November 8th, 2020. What's going on? How are you? How's it going? Um, how are you? How's it going? I got great news. I got some tour dates coming up. I'm fucking I'm getting back out there again, doing some COVID safe which all comes down to you guys, how you behave at the shows. But, I mean, we're doing our best to make sure you fucking animals behave the way you're supposed to. Well, where are you going to be, Bill? Uh, I'm going to the great state of Texas. Um, Wednesday, December 2nd. I will be in the city that killed John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Um, at the AT&T Performing Arts Center. Uh, in a net Strauss Square, and on Friday, December fourth, I'll be in Austin, Texas, home of the dirty white hippies in Texas. They make them all go there, so they don't have to look at them in respectable parts of Texas. Um, I'll be, uh, let's see, Friday, December fourth, Austin, Texas. There you go. And uh, on Sunday, uh, December sixth. I'm I'm going to be in Houston, Texas at the White Oak Music Hall. Um, Houston, Texas, home of the shiny, never seen the off-road or or a, or a hard day's work four-door um, pickup truck. I've never seen so many shiny fucking pickup trucks that literally look like they just came right off the showroom. I don't know. People just like, hey, you got to have a truck. You got to have a truck in Texas. You got to wear a big 10-gallon hat and have a truck. Um, but personally, I love trucks. I saw one today that, um, it was basically the sister or the brother to my truck. Look, it was a 67 or 68 F 100. And it was in that Wimbledon white that Ford had back in the day. And, um, you know, if I was an idiot, you know, and I just kept buying everything that I fucking ever want, I would, I would get that truck too. And then I have a black one and a white one because I can't make up my mind, which one I like better. I love them both. Um, that's the kind of dumb shit I would do. I would have, I would have a, uh, just, I think I'm mainly a truck guy. I think I would just have trucks and I would have some of those, uh, you know, the 1980s, the 80 to 86 front end Ford Bronco, the full size one, two tone. Um, I definitely have an F two fifty high boy and I'd have one with the front end from 74. What is it? 72 to 77 or whatever that front end i'd have that one i'm not into the sanford and son ones you know i like them but every time i look at one somebody fucking i don't know they redid the inside and i just don't like it i hate when they do that shit they put that stupid steering wheel and those dumb fucking round brakes not the round brakes those are the original ones the whatever bill you're off the rails all right so i got i got some dates okay we're gonna see how these things sell and then you know uh maybe i'll i'll get my ass out there to texas Three cities, the big ones, Dallas, Houston, and Austin. I know there's another big one in there, isn't there? Is El Paso. Is where uh, the uh, Texas Tech is. Lubbock. Um, I don't know. All I know is whenever I drive from Dallas down to fucking uh, Austin or um, Houston or the other way around, I drive up somewhere along the way is some fucking place you got to stop at. It's right near Waco, Texas, that has these little pastries with, like, meat in them. 
that I believe some sort of Eastern European thing. They were part of the communist bloc. I don't know who the fuck. You know, I should look that shit up right now. The fuck is it called? Um, I'm going to look up Czech meat pie. Uh, Waco. Waco. No, Waco, Texas. Let's see where that gets me. Uh, check, check stop. Many years, check stop. I think this is it. That's it. Yeah, that place, check stop. I'm going to be fucking head over there. You need a bunch of calories. I don't need to eat, but whatever. I don't go there a lot. I don't go there a lot. All right, let's get on with the podcast here. Let's talk what happened in this country this week. There's only one, the biggest news story in the country. What do you got? NFL football week fucking eight, or is it nine? I have no ideas. I have no idea. Ideas. Um, I barely watched any goddamn football today. I watched a little bit of the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's coming back again against the Chargers. Everybody's going to get down on the Chargers. They're scoring all kinds of points. They just can't seem to quite fucking hold them off. Um, at the end of the goddamn game, and um, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I don't know why, but um, are they actually going to let me watch this? There's a little bit left. You fucking cocksucker. You got me. Um, There's a little bit of time left in the Steelers-Cowboys game. Cowboys had the ball. Oh, my God. I tell you, one of the dumbest. This is why I don't fucking gamble. You know, I try to. I was gambling earlier this year with my bookie. How the fuck you doing? And, uh, you know, I'm just the worst. So this was my big goddamn pick. My, my, my pick six of the fucking week. That's how I pick games. I, I was convinced the Seattle Seahawks were not only going to beat the Buffalo Bills. I'm like, they're going to kick the shit out of them. I feel like the Bills had a, a record that was better than they actually were. They hadn't faced any sort of uh, real test. And I believed in Pete Carroll. And uh, I saw a whole thing pregame about Russell Wilson and that DK Metcalf, you know, practicing before the season, trying to get on the same page, do some Montana Jerry Rice shit. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be fucking unbelievable. And what ends up happening? The Bills dropped 44 fucking points on the Seattle Seahawks and uh, win the game 44-34. Shows you what the hell I know. But I taped that game. I taped the Chiefs-Panthers, another great one. And um, then, of course, I got to watch Gadna Minshew. I taped his fucking game, whatever game that was. Who the hell were they playing? Texans, Jaguars. Um, Jags lose by two. I'm telling you, Seahawks and the fucking Jags have scored more goddamn points and not won a fucking game. You know, they're a couple of paces away being really good. The New York football Giants own, absolutely own. What the Washington Football Club, whatever they call themselves, they they fucking swept the season series two and zero. You want to play at home? You want to play in Washington? It doesn't matter. The New York Football Giants own the the Washington Football Team. You know, other than that, they lose every week. But they're in, they're in transition, just like everybody in the NFC East. It's just a weird time where everybody seems to either have an injury injury or a new quarterback or a fucking uh, rookie quarterback or a whole new coach or whatever. Um, anyway, what else happened this week? Nothing really happened. Sort of a boring fucking week. I know. You know, when I did election night, 
I didn't watch it. I didn't watch a fucking cocksucking motherfucking second of it. I didn't. I was just like, I'm just going to wait till they tell me who's going to win this fucking thing. All right. I don't want to sit here on pins and needles, losing my fucking mind. Are we going to get rid of this fucking guy? Is he here? Is this new fucking guy who kind of can speak in completed sentences? Is he going to be the new guy? What's going to fucking happen? And yada, 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 yada. I was like, I'm not getting into that shit. So, I mean, I was also convinced I lost big money. I already owed fucking Keith Robinson money on the Super Bowl. Still haven't paid him. I ran into him over oh, back in New York. I should have paid him then, but I didn't. I just, it'd been so long because I was going to pay him because I was going to see him. And then the whole fucking COVID thing happened. All right. I'm not a welcher. So, um, we were talking the election. So I was like, how about double or nothing? Cause he was like, he's like, he goes, Trump ain't going to win. Stupid. I go, he's going to win. I know he's going to win. And he go, all right. I go, how about double or nothing? What I owe you on the Super Bowl? I owed him 400 bucks. That couldn't have just been a suit. I think I lost two bets in a row to him, a couple hundred each, and then I was down 400 bucks, right? So I go double or nothing. I go all in on Donnie! You know, I go all in on Donnie Trump, and the fucking guy loses, and now I'm out $800, 800 bucks. And it, when it gets to that number, I, I got to send, I got to wire him the money or whatever. You know, you owe somebody 50 bucks. It's, and 400 bucks, I should have paid him by now, but you know. Keith, Keith is, he's too nice for this fucking money collection business. Um, I got to pay him. So anyway, um, out here in LA, when they finally declared Biden a winner, at least in the liberal part of Los Angeles, because in Beverly Hills, they weren't, they were riding around with Trump signs and shit. And then over in like liberal areas, the liberals were out like literally dancing in the street. And uh, it was disappointing. It's like, have you learned nothing they're so fucking dumb. Everybody, everybody's just dumb now when it comes to politics. You're, you're acting like your team won the Super Bowl and now you're going to fucking go online or whatever and you're going to go shit on, you know, you know, people do that, you know, nice try, Wisconsin, you know, <laughs> whatever the fuck they do. Well, that's not a city. You know, fuck you, Kansas City, or some shit that you do after your team wins a game. They're doing that. And people are forgetting that we're all on the same fucking team here. And um, I I really don't understand what – I understand part of it. I mean, we basically – as far as I can tell, I'm not, I'm not a big politic guy. I'm not the smartest guy in the fucking room. As far as I can tell, we got rid of a racist moron to – we replaced him with a warmonger with dementia. Or the beginning of it. Something is what they're saying. There's something going on with this guy mentally. Um, so I don't know what everybody's so like. Like people on the left. Do you remember how funny it was when you saw people on the right dancing in the street thinking that Trump was going to make it better? He's going to make it great again. Like whatever the fuck that meant. And you just thought they were so fucking stupid. You guys are doing the exact same fucking thing. You're doing the same thing. Like your life. I mean, I... I kind of get it because Trump was uh, really race baiting there, which was fucking horrible. I get that aspect of it. But as far as how we're going to get out of this, this debt that we're in, I don't fucking know. So I don't know. Hopefully, I don't know. You know, Jesus Christ. What are we going to do here? 
what are these two people who, who are now in? They're just going to fucking put everybody in jail. It seems to be what they like to do. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. I just, I just would just like uh, people to get along again and stop looking at the government like they're your parents. And when there's a mess, you got to look at them to fucking clean it up when we have a lot of power as regular people, don't we, to try and make your little area better? I don't fucking know. I have no fucking idea um, what's going to happen. But what I am settling in for right now is now the show begins. Because, oh, Donnie boy, the courts are calling. He's going to fucking sue. And and then just the 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 wrath of his lame duckness is going to be, I think it's going to be to a whole other fucking level. And I am in a blue state, so I am fucking putting sandbags. <laughs> I am putting sandbags up against the front doors of my bank because I have a feeling he's going to fucking empty them out. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really crazy. And, um, I don't know. And I don't even know where I stand politically. I just know that I don't like, I didn't like any of the shit that's, uh, I, I was joking with a buddy of mine. Um, it's fucking hilarious. He's one of those, you know, those people who just say they're an independent. I'm a registered independent, but then like they always argue one side or the other. So you're like, okay, so you're a control freak. You don't like to be labeled, but it's clear. So this guy's clearly a staunch Republican, right? So he was all upset. He goes, can you believe these left-wing people, uh, these liberals? It's like, I get it, you won. But you know, what the fuck? It's just like, you see the stuff that they're posting? And I was just like, well, I thought you were independent. Isn't half of you, half of you very excited about what's going on? I just kept breaking his balls, and I finally just said to him, you know, I dream of the day when some, well, you trust me enough as a friend to be like, Bill, I am a staunch Republican, at which point I can then say, buddy, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so he laughed and then continued on claiming that he was an independent. And then I just, and as he continued to flip out, because I remember when Trump got elected, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I was laughing my ass off watching all of those people crying. It was fucking hilarious watching adults crying. It was just funny. And, um, I don't know. I just thought the, it was fucking funny to me. I mean, I, you know, who knew what the fuck Trump was? I mean, oh, this guy's going to do this. Gonna do. You know what the fuck somebody's going to do? It was just funny to me. And um, I don't know. And then this this time around, just watching. Uh, so I, what, I'm trying to, my mind's all over the place here. Sorry. So I was sitting there going like, dude, I fucking kind of rubbed it in too when Trump won. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Right. And now I'm enjoying Biden winning and watching Trump people be upset. And I kind of re- realized that I, I think politically I am part of the contrarian party. <laughs> and I hate this about myself, but happy people annoy me. Seeing those liberals dancing annoyed me. Watching the fucking he's going to make great again. Those fucking people celebrating that annoyed me. Uh, I don't even think I'm into politics. I just think I'm like this crabby old man. Hey, what are you dancing for? It's fucking stupid. I will tell you a fucking low point, though, is when Anderson Cooper 
When he said Trump is in the White House like a fat turtle laying on his back, it's just like, what? You're not even a journalist. You're like a fucking YouTube commenter. Like, I, I, I don't understand people. Why do you watch CNN? Why do you watch Fox News? I think at this point, like to people, that is news. I, I know I've, I've been talking about this forever. I just don't understand. I really think they should get rid. The both of those channels need to be broken up. They need to break up the fucking internet. Or like, I don't know. I I I, I just the 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 fucking the fact that there's no libel or anything like that on the internet, and you can just present everything as fact is really just fucking everybody up. And like the number one thing that I heard during this election was I don't know what to believe. And uh, I always use the analogy of the fucking egg. You know, go on the Internet and I want you to definitively find information that lets me know it is this good for me or is it bad? Because in my lifetime, it has changed like, you know, eggs were good for you. Then they became bad for a while. And everybody started doing the egg white omelets. And then, then there was this big push coming back saying, no, man, the protein's in the yolk. It's in the yolk. And then people got back into them again. And then somewhere in the middle of all that, people started drinking butter or melting it and pouring it into their fucking coffee. And then there was, uh, and then I think they're bad again. So I have no fucking idea. Anyway, so here we go. My condolences to everybody who loved Trump. Sorry you guys didn't win. Congratulations to the Biden people that your person won. Um, I think that it's incredibly ignorant as an American right now to rub it in uh, on the, to the to right wing people that that guy lost. I think it's incredibly childish to go after Trump and make all these stupid fucking memes. Everybody needs to chill out and be nice. And, you know, maybe treat people with respect and uh, once again, it's it's everybody has balls on the Internet, you know, and, and they just the, the level of just rude that they behave. You know, I got a lot of balls considering the fucking podcast I do, but I'm just saying it would be nice if, uh, you know, we went back to a world where you don't bring up politics and religion when you go to a party and shit like that. It would kind of be nice. And I don't know if you could maybe extend that to your social media comments, which I know you're not going to because I don't know, it is fun to fucking annoy people. But, um, I will tell you that that is going to be, uh, I don't, I I have this feeling that Trump is going to be, he's going to go Isaiah Thomas when he's got to turn the keys over. (laughs) When, when, when fucking the Pistons lost to the bulls, I think he might do that. I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to get advised not to do that. Um, but having said that, you know, you got to hand it to Trump. Unbelievable success story. The fact that that guy was brought to a roast. He was invited to a roast where he discovered that he was the raw meat. You know, there's always that person on every roast. Every roast is a person who gets invited and is excited going, wow, I can't believe those guys thought of me. And then they get in there and it's like, oh, Oh, shit. I'm the giant fucking salt licking. I'm basically there's always there's one person who gets invited because we're all going to make fun of the same person. And the later you go in the roast, the less jokes are left. So what you do is you have you bring in some fucking crazy person 
or some person that, you know, people consider crazy, I should say. And then they end up getting it a lot of times worse than the, uh, the person getting roasted. So when they fucking brought in, you know, Donald Trump on that fucking presidential, whatever the hell the thing, the one that Seth Meyers did, and they stuck him in the middle of the fucking room. And oh my God, did he get fucking lit up. And he got belittled and was made fun of. And Obama, like Obama, of all the fucking, since John F. Kennedy, I haven't seen a guy deliver a punchline the way that guy, that guy's timing, I got to give it up, was fucking amazing. And um, they made fun of Donald about his day-to-day versus what the actual president did. And within like a year and a half of that, that fucking guy who you thought was a boob ran for president and fucking won and you had to turn your keys over to him. Now, say what you want about the guy, but that is like, that's like a Hollywood ending. I mean, they treated him like Carrie at the fucking prom. (laughs) He dumped the pig blood on him and the fucking guy came back, you know. I mean, I wasn't a fan of what he did when he was in there, but, you know, you got to give it up, right? You got to give it up. Most people won't, but you got to. That, That was an amazing turn of events. Um, so anyway, uh, so now we got this guy in, so I imagine, uh, if I was living in the Middle East, I would be nervous. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the, you know, what's so fucking nuts, how much these fucking wars cost this goddamn country. You could literally buy everybody in this country. Okay. You could buy fucking everybody at Tesla and put solar panels on top of everybody's house or apartment building. We could totally wean down the amount of oil that we use and have to buy from the Middle East, at which point there would no longer be a focus of our fucking corporations. And then when we pull out, they can go back to politely discussing, kidding, uh, they can go back to fucking dealing with each other, right? And they won't have all that oil money from us to funnel through the, their mosques over there to give to terrorist groups to fight us. Now they don't need to fight us anymore because we'll be gone. And then nobody has to die. and You don't have to drop a bomb to try to get the bad guy, but you actually accidentally killed a baby. And then that baby's brother grows up to want to fucking kill an American. You could do that. I, don't, I know I'm oversimplifying this shit, but I don't know why we just don't do that. Um. Because this whole going around the world and putting our foot in the back of people's neck and trying to force them to do what the fuck we want, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's been good for corporations, I guess. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm getting outside my fucking pay grade here, but uh, I like to float shit out there, ideas that I have, you know. And you know what else? I don't know anything about solar power or how much oil is probably needed to, uh, I don't know, grease those things or some shit to put them up on a roof. I don't fucking know. None of this is research, you know, but this is the Internet. You know, <laughs> um, am I the only person that if somebody writes wash me on my car, I, I could literally in that moment, if I found the person, murder them, stab them fucking repeatedly. Um, the fucking balls of somebody to come up. That just ha- basically happened to a friend's friend of mine's car. Somebody wrote something really fucking pretentious about, you know, at least they did it on the window. If you're one of those cunts that does that. Um, when you do that on the paint, the dirt that's on there will scratch the paint. You fucking idiot. And then also writing wash me is not original, but it's just the fact that somebody 
put their hands on something that you own. There's something about that. I don't know what it is. Um, I wonder if there's any videos of that. Is there any video of that? Somebody just getting slapped. Uh, person, wash me car. Karma. Let's see what we get here. Karma car wash. Oh, Jesus, I missed out on that. All right. Knocked out. Oh, that came up. That came up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Details. No. Please wash me car wash. No. Videos. Come on. Dancing boxer learns about karma. Oh, yeah, that's a classic one. Car wash theme song. Car wash employee taken for a ride. Man slashes tire but suffers instant karma for this. That's not what I was looking for. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so my buddy called me up and he was all pissed watching all these liberals celebrate, which was funny to me because we were both laughing and, and finger pointing when Trump got in. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Uh, it quickly wasn't, but it was funny. Um, it reminded me of when the Red Sox finally beat the Yankees and then won the World Series. And Regis Philbin, of all people, was, who's a Yankees fan, he, goes, I, he was like, I get it. You won the World Series. Okay, now shut up about it. <laughs> he wanted us to be all classy after those fucking assholes were chanting 1918 in our face forever. And got the red, they, they were showing it on TV and the whole fucking league was doing it. And all these asshole Yankee fans, oh, I'm happy. I'm happy for you guys. Like, no, you're not. You just don't want to take your fucking medicine. So I found all of that shit. Uh, I find all of that shit to be, uh, to be fascinating. But I, I'm telling you right now, what I'm really rooting for somehow, I'm rooting against, you know, I just want people to just stop being assholes to each other. And, um, I definitely, as you can tell, I lean left. It's weird. I was brought up Republican, and then I became liberal. And then somewhere, I don't know where I am. I'm sort of like all over the map. But I, I, I'm conservative with a lot of shit. But when it comes to giving people a chance who don't look like me, I'm all for that. So that's where I get liberal. I have a liberal attitude towards that. I'm not saying that you know, if you're a Republican, automatically you're a racist. But I just sort of fucking lean um, that way. Like, I don't give a fuck if a dude wants to wear a dress to, to fucking work. I, it doesn't bother me. It's like, can, can you do the job? All right, fine. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, but then I'm conservative with like other stuff as far as like parenting and shit, like, you know, getting your kid a fucking phone. Like, what are they running a business? Um, and I am also conservative when I look at the internet, the fact that, you know, they, the fact that a, the second a little kid gets a phone, they can watch a beheading video or some fucked up porn. It's just, I like the fact that there's nothing to stop that is just fucking mind boggling to me out of all the shit, you know, people get fucking upset about or whatever. You know, I watched Chappelle on uh, SNL. I'm sure he's getting some shit. It just seems like people get outraged by that. But for some reason, it's okay, you know, for, for kids to see that. And there's the level of psychological damage that that's, that's when I get, like, conservative. That's when, I, that's when I fucking tuck my shirt in and I pull my pants up. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, Christ, I'm babbling here. All right, let's get to the, uh, 
Let's get to the retail. Hey, it's my bookie. Hey, how the fuck you doing? Whatever you got. You guys want to win some money on my bookie? Bet the exact opposite way I have been. I'm going to start publishing my picks right before the 1 o'clock kickoff. Then you guys just do the exact opposite. I am getting fucking destroyed this year. Seattle's going to destroy Buffalo, are they, Bill? All right, my bookie. You know, late fall college ball. The NBA bubble and UFC Fight Island. It's clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book with offers, which offers, with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boosts, um, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there is really no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get relocated today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boost boast sorry, a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. This is a one-stop gambling uh, utopia. And the best part is, at my bookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, to get your deposit matched halfway um, all the way up to 1000 bucks. Uh, let me read that again. To get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in 200 bucks, they'll match you with another 100 in your account, all the way up to 1000 bucks. If you're already, we're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. Uh, it's a it's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're it, while you're at it. <coughs> oh, look who it is, everybody! Would you look who it is? It's the Candid Company, Candid Co. Uh, you know all the things we'd love to do for ourselves, but haven't done it. But haven't done it for some reason. Well, if you've always wanted to straighten your teeth and a better smile, stop putting it off. Thanks to Candid. Straightening your teeth is simpler, easier, and more comfortable than ever. Candid Clear aligners are comfortable and removable and practically invisible, unlike wire braces, so you can transform your smile without anyone noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. All of it's done from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Candid only works with orthodontists. Orthodontists. Never... General dentists like other companies. Uh, plus, your supervisor. Oh, that shot's fired right there. They just got goddamn general dentists over there. We have orthodontists, the specialists. All right, would you have your uncle come over and just fucking, you know, put some braces on your teeth? You want an orthodontist? Uh, plus, your supervising orthodontist will be with you every step of the way. With Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by, by the same orthodontist who created your plan. So you never have to wonder how you're doing. You'll always know. The average candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than braces. Uh, Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, all listeners can save $75 on candid starter kits. Go to candidco.com slash burr and use the code burr, B-U-R-R. That's candidco.com slash burr. Code burr. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. CandidCO.com slash Burr. Code Burr. 
All right. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Manscaped, huh? Support for the Monday Morning Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, the UK, and Australia. The world is about to get a lot less hairy. That's right, folks. You can now purchase Manscaped products if you haven't had to. You know something? I wonder if they have different attachments for different parts of the world. You know, there's hairier and less hairier people around the world. (laughs) Some places in the world. We got our new back fucking trimmer. Um, The world is about to get a lot less hairy. That's right, folks. You can now purchase Manscaped products if you haven't uh, had access to Manscaped thus far. You're go- uh, you've gone years without using the right tools for the job. If you haven't tried their Lawn Mower 3.0, the electric trimmer, has been, uh, you've been missing out. This is one of the greatest ball hair trimmers on the planet, according to Rogan, Joe Rogan. And God knows he's tried a lot of ball hair trimmers. So if Joe Rogan says it's great, I, I, I support that message. Uh, their third-generation trimmer features the, a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Jesus Christ. Grooming accidents, uh, keeping your nuts smooth like a baby's butt. What? Um, have you tried their we- weed whacker nose and ear trimmer? No, wait. Nose and ear hair trimmer. But you know what the fucking crazy thing is about nose hair is you don't see it until the thing's sticking like an inch out of your nose. It's like, ah, oh, I need a haircut. You just never see it. And then all of a sudden you're brushing your teeth like, what in the fuck is that? How long have I been walking around with that? Um, you can now keep your nose, maybe because it gets stuck up in the nostril and it gets so long at one point, it just goes doing and just kind of sticks out. Is that what it does? I don't know. You can now keep your nose and ear hair looking as nice as your clean shaven pubes. 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So it's time to get to whacking. But what's wrong with those other 21% of people that long nose hairs doesn't turn them off? Bill, let's try not to judge. Okay. Both of these flagship items come inside the Manscapes Performance Package, along with other quality products like their athletic boxer briefs. You can now reach peak performance easily with the Performance Package. Let's get that bush to tush clean so you can be prepared at all times. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BURR20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped is my new best friend. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BURR, B-U-R-R-20. B-U-R-R-2-0 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping with code BURR20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you. All right, stamps.com. The holiday season will be doobie-doo. More people will be mailing stuff than ever before. That means the post office is going to be busy. You don't have time for that shit. Stamps.com brings the post office and now UPS shipping right to your computer. Mail and ship anything from the convenience of your home or office with Stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do just in a few clicks at home or at your office. Plus, Stamps.com saves you money with deep discounts that you can't even get at the post office. You've heard me talk about Stamps.com. They've been sponsoring this show for over seven years now. And if you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five, five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail and up to 62% off you. 
UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 900,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for Stamps.com instead. There's no, uh, no risk with promo code BURR. B-U-R-R, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free shipping. Sorry, plus free postage and a digital scale. Not free shipping. Free postage and a digital, digital scale. No long-term commitments or contract. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr, B-U-R-R. That's stamps.com. Enter Burr. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Um, all right. Plowing ahead here. All right. What do we got here? I got some, uh, I got some reads here. Oh, I got a bunch of stuff. I got reads. I got top five. You know, your top five dumb questions if you work with the public that people have asked you. And I always throw myself right on the fucking, I jump right on the grenade. I, there's always, I always mention this. I went to um, Joshua Tree and I asked the park ranger, where is the Joshua Tree? Which for those of you on the East Coast, like where I'm from, that's like being in New Hampshire and asking somebody, where is the elm tree? All right. Other fans from Egypt. Oh, shit. I might have to do Comedy Cairo coming up. Hey, Billy, you bald-headed cunt. I love it. I love that there's somebody in Egypt that has a sense of humor like that. God bless you. I'm, 26 year, I'm a 26-year-old guy from Egypt. I heard on your, latest, your last episode about the Egyptian architect that listened to 12 years of Monday morning podcasts in six months. I also graduated as an architect, and your podcast was like my friend, during my sleepless studying days. Who would have thought my dumbass podcast is helping architects over in Egypt? And I listened to you. Hey, I got a dumb question for you. I got a touristy question for you as far as the pyramids go. So when you're, when you're an architect, you, you, you must study the pyramids. Is part of any of your uh, training, do you have to design a pyramid or is that just the dumbest Is that like you saying, hey, you're an American and you're in architect school do you have to design a fucking, I don't know what, uh, a goddamn, I don't know, McDonald's sign or some shit. I'm trying to think of something. What, what is Taurus? Do you have to design a Statue of Liberty? No, France did that. I don't fucking know. Um, and I listen to you now as I work as an interior designer. I just want to thank you for the laughs. No worry. He goes, I just want to teach you some Egyptian cuss words you can use. Uh, I hope I say this right. Cos uh, Omak, C O S space O M A K. Cos Omak. That means your mother's cunt. Uh, Eben Shamorta. Your mother is a whore or a slut. That's weird because Kos Omak and Eben Shamota, there's no. They both have mother in it. I don't see any similarity there. Um. Seems like a difficult language. I don't know how to pronounce it. That's that's one. Eben Shamuten Eben Sharmota. E B N space S H A R M O T A. All right, that's good to know. I don't know which one of those I would use if I went over there. All right, your mother's a cunt. Um, I would say that if they drop me off too far away. Oh, that's that's the tough one though. Is that like go fuck yourself over there? I have no idea. I'm just psyched people from Egypt are listening. Anwar Sadat, one of my favorite uh, world leaders when I was a kid. I saw him give a speech outside the White House. 
during the Reagan years. All right, your stance on violence. Uh, dear Billy Bill, people in the com- in comments section sometimes speak for you. Uh, according to them, you're both an alt-right misogynist and a lib- as well as a liberal douche. That warms my heart. I love that. People in L.A. think I voted for Trump. People in fucking a red state think, uh, you know, I'm a Biden guy or whatever. Uh, this isn't new at all. I've seen people fuck up categorizing you for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm part of the contrarian party. Uh, one argument that was interesting was whether or not you condone violence against Trump supporters. I don't condone violence against anybody. Um, I voted for Joey, no pulse. <laughs> Yo, we'll say this about fucking Joe Biden. He's already getting some great nicknames. Forgetful Freddy, that was mine. Joey, no pulse. Uh, Bloodless Magoo. I mean, the guy's, he's the, he's like, I don't know. All right, let's just, let's just power ahead here. Um, I voted for Joey, no pulse, but I'm also not going to sucker punch my uncle for voting for Trump. Uh, do you agree with this nonviolent stance for the commenters at home? Thanks and go fuck yourself. Um, I'm only getting half the story here and all of a sudden you're getting, do I agree? Do you, no, I don't condone attacking people for their political beliefs. I don't condone bringing politics up when people are just at a party trying to have a good time. Although I am guilty of doing that. Um, and it's always something I, I literally just overheard and didn't research. Um, but, you know, that is the Internet. The Internet is you can just say whatever you want and say people go on and, you know, they do reviews of my act and they say what I meant by jokes. They say why my jokes work. And I look at them and they're hilarious because none of it is right. None of it makes any fucking sense. And they're not comedians and they're just speaking. See, the reason why this joke works is because of X, Y, and Z. What he's saying with this joke is just like, you know, you, or you could just fucking ask me. I could give you definitively. Well, what, why, why do I need to ask him? I have all the answers. Um, all right. Future government. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to get deep here. Future government, um, which, by the way, it actually rained out here. I was excited about that. Rained out here. It's getting cold um, for L.A. anyway, and um, that's a great thing. You know, we I think we got by the fire month, I believe. I don't know, but I thought the Santa Ana winds were still coming, but maybe a little bit of rain will help people out. Um, I don't know. We shall see. Um, all right, but God bless anybody out there who's actually starting a company that's going to try to battle uh, global warming as opposed to ignoring it. Um, Hey, you guys, send me in some companies that are into that shit, if you guys have any. And I won't research it, and then I'll just read it as fact. Does that sound cool? All right, future government, everybody. Dear Billy Doomsday, have you been following along with this build back better thing? No. Do I want to? It's a phrase that started showing up on the platforms of candidates around the world. A few basic Google searches, and you can find where the money comes from. It's basically a collection of huge tech companies coming together with government agencies to transform society. All right, into something better? I don't remember voting for this, nor have I seen much about this on the news. Well, they never let you vote for any of this shit. I'll probably help pay for it through, though, like the rest of us suckers. They don't seem to be releasing much information, just vague initiatives about how to spend money to make things better. 
Do you think they'll be taking suggestions from average Joes like us on this better future? Does a guy who hates street-level computing worry about stuff like this? Um, thanks and keep plowing ahead. Um, listen, I know where I fit into shit, and I, I am not the guy that's going to solve problems. So there's just people that are a level of smart that I don't think an average person like myself can understand. And it's up to them to use their... My gift is I tell shit jokes. That is my gift. I come to town, I do my jokes, I jump up and down, I make an ass of myself, and you guys laugh and hopefully forget about your problems for an hour, right? That's my job. That's what I'm good at. There's super smart people that actually can probably help solve a lot of the problems that we have. And um, so... I'm I'm hoping that that is going to be that they've put that together. I just I mean that is, that is an unholy matrimony right there. Huge tech companies which seem to own a lot of the social media. I just feel uh, I don't know. I don't know. That seems like cameras. I'm sure they're going to sell it like this will I will say if there is a uh, if there's a way to start cert, stop certain kinds of crimes, if they just use it for that, but you know they'll go beyond that. You know, if there's a way to stop, like, kidnappings and rapes and murders and people getting, you know, hurt and stuff like that, if they can use technology for that and the environment, I'm all for that, but I don't know. I Yeah, I, I would definitely be nervous about where they're going with that, but... I don't know. If you want to have more freedom, uh, make less people. You know, it's when you, you 7 billion, we're going to go for 8 billion. They're just going to put us in stockades at some point. I mean, well, how, how are you going to keep all those people? <laughs> you know, but back in the day when there was just a couple million people, you just fucking walk around. You didn't need an ID. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted to do. Um, all right. Sinkhole. That almost made sense, what I just said. All right, sinkhole. Hey, Bill, did you hear about this guy? Man falls into pit filled with rats after sinkhole opens on New York City's sidewalk. Oh, my God. Did you ever worry about them when you were living in New York? You know what? I don't, I don't um, walk on those subway grates, and I don't uh, drive over. You know when they're putting up a big building, and they have those... You know, so they got to put, you know, the sewage. Everyone's going to take a shit in that building. Where's it going to go? We got we to put it where the dolphins are. So um, they always, you know, they got to do some work under the street. So, you know, when they're in the process of building that stuff, connecting it up to the, the sewer line or whatever, they'll have a hole and then they'll have that giant metal grate that they put. I won't drive my car over that if I can avoid it. And if I, if I can't, then... Um, you know, I do what I can. Oh, my God. That hole is so small. What in the fuck? One man will have nightmare fuel to last him a lifetime after New York City sidewalk opened up beneath his feet, plunging him into an underground vault filled with rats. Dirty, furry, scrabbling, hungry rats. Oh, my God. That's like some Indiana Jones shit. Wait a second. You guys want to hear this? This is way more interesting than I'll ever be. Hold on a second. Let's get back to the beginning of this video. Hey, Dad. 
victim was transported to St. Barnabas Hospital in stable... Oh, forget it. I thought they were talking to the guy. He was in stable condition. The horrifying incident happened on Saturday, October 24th, near a bus stop in the Bronx. Surveillance video shows Leonard, 33, was waiting at the stop when a sinkhole opened beneath him, dropping him 3.7 meters to 4. Okay, that's 12 to 15 feet down into a rat's lair. It's like he didn't break his legs on that fall. Um, in other news, two murder hornet queens captured in Washington State sting. What in the f- That's really clever writing there. Uh, he went down feet first. His mother, Cindy White, told NBC he was just standing and the sidewalk just, it was like a suction, like a sinkhole. He just went down. Shoulders face... Shoulders face scraped the concrete as he fell and he hurt his leg and arm on the way down, his brother told CBS New York. But that wasn't the worst of it. Shoulders found himself alone in the dark with the teeming horde of vermin, unable to escape or call for help. He ultimately spent 30 minutes in the chamber with the rats. Rats crawling on him. He can't move. He just, it was so bad, his brother said. He didn't want to yell because he was afraid there were going to be rats inside of his mouth. Oh, my God. Bystanders called for help, but it took some time for the firefighters to pull shoulders. Oh, he didn't scrape his shoulders. Shoulders is his name. I thought he was saying he scraped his shoulders. His name is Shoulders. Shoulders' face scraped the concrete. I guess shoulders, shoulders were okay. One witness said he looked in the hole and the guy was only moving his hands. Video, which I will not watch, shows shoulders being carted away on a stretcher after the ordeal. He was taken to a hospital for treatment and was still there on Thursday. He's traumatized, his mother said. He said he went straight down and he was falling, falling, but the debris was falling and hitting him on the head. Shoulders told his mom the rats were so big and ridiculous underground. She added that anyone could have fallen where her son fell. The family is considering legal action in the wake of the incident. What are you going to sue? The rats that ate out all the shit below it? Um, New York's Department of Buildings says the underground chamber is a cellar next to the mostly empty five-story building. Officials ordered the building to be vacated after the incident and they are looking into the cellar to see who owns it. The building owner was also... Ah, there's the guy who's going to get it. The building owner was ordered to set up a fence around the hole and hired an engineer to inspect the stability of the vault underneath. The incident sparks fears among many citizens in New York where the city has long struggled to control its massive underground rat population. The city's rats started eating each other last spring as human litter dried up due to the coronavirus lockdown. Well, there you go. Orkin recently dubbed New York City the third most rat-infested city in America. Oh, no. After first place, Chicago. My kind of town. Chicago. Of course they are. You know they're eating good in Chicago. Fucking best steaks in the world. Uh, And second place, Los Angeles. Jesus Christ. I moved away from Massachusetts to the two most rat infested, the first and third most rat infested cities in America. That's what I did. Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, what kind of shots do you give that guy? 
I'll tell you, if he survives that, the way his immune system's going to be, he could fucking... That guy could cure corona. Just walk up, grab it by its throat, and fucking stuff it back up a bat's ass, whatever you got to do to get rid of it. Um, all right. Plowing ahead here. All right. Top five dumb questions for employees. All right. This is the... Uh, oh, my God. This is like blowing up here. We got medicine. We got a nurse. We got a park ranger. And we got a funeral director. Oh, boy. Dear Bill, the out-of-touch mob boss Burr. Oh, thank you for watching. That was a sketch I did on SNL, which I still can't believe I got to do. Uh, By the way, did you see that first sketch last night Dave did about Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, uh, the State Farm guy? And uh, I'm not going to say who came in last. It was fucking great. It was hilarious. And it definitely seemed like it had Dave's fingerprints all over it. I loved it. All right, dear, okay, thank you for all that you do with the podcast. It's absolutely hilarious. Thank you, and help me get through 48 hours of straight driving this year when driving across the country from Pennsylvania to Arizona and then back again. Uh, The advice you have given others has also helped me in my own personal life, so thank you. I recently listened to your segment about the lawyer and the top five dumbest questions he was ever asked. I thought it was awesome, and I thought you should have some Here's some of my stories and and questions I have experienced working in the funeral industry in the last eight years. The top, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, the top dumbest questions have been, number one, have you ever considered having sex with a dead person? Definitely not, considering most of them look like your grandmother. I get this question a lot. Maybe it is a fair question, but I think 99% of most people already know the answer to this question, and it's completely absurd. And also, if you were, you wouldn't fucking answer the question. Um, oh, my God. Jesus, I just visualized that. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Uh, you know what I was thinking of? Was was that, that fucking movie, Jacob's Ladder, when that thing in the tub? Or was that from The Shining? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. We loved our son. Can we bury him in our backyard so we can always be close to him? All right. That's a dumb question, but it's also a loving question. And back in the day, you could do that. We actually buried this guy in his backyard like some frontier trail of tears bullshit. I did not even know this was legal until I was asked this and had to find out about it. I guess you can in that state. Not only did we bury him, but they did not like the vault we had ordered him and made us come back the next day and take him out of the hole to put in a sealed vault so he would not get wet. Um, oh, my God, these are crazy. All right, brace yourself for this one. Number three, can you cut off my wife's favorite tattoo on her left leg and can I keep it? Sorry, Jeffrey Dahmer, we can't do that for you. I know this is my grandmother's funeral, but can, I, but can I have your number? Hey, look at you getting a little action there. This one was rather recent. I am single and somewhat attractive male. Well, you got to be, dude. If you're getting her fucking all, her motor running in there. Dude, but I can tell you right now, that chick is a psycho. Or has a big heart and doesn't judge people. I don't know. But I, I think I covered all the bases there. That's like that jerk off that fucking plays roulette and hits all the numbers. And then jumps up and down like he won. Um, This one was rather recent. I'm a single and somewhat attractive male, but I am very professional, would never pick up 
women at work or at a funeral. Literally, this was a live episode of Funeral Crashers if it was a show. Uh, My condolences to your dead grandmother and family that you clearly don't give a fuck about. But I give her my number. But I did give her my number, needless to say. Oops. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, She's probably some freak that wants to fuck in a coffin. Watch, that'll be the third date. Um, This... This one was a comment I received from a holy man from a Southwest Asian culture. Um, a holy man of his religion came up to me and said, I only have one prayer to say during today's service. I said, okay. Oh, okay, great. Not a problem. Uh, yes, it's three hours long. I was stunned and stared at him in silence only to find out he was serious. I have tons of other stories I would love to tell you. Um, if you find what I wrote interesting, I absolutely did. And I am sure myself as well as other funeral professionals have tons of craziness that they can write in and tell you about. Every troll in the public wants to be a funeral director and do my job until we are called out at three in the morning to remove a decomposed body in a shithole house. I don't think everybody wants to be a funeral director. I hope you and your family stay healthy and and safe. That's so creepy to hear that. Yeah, I don't want to see you, buddy, during this. Um, yeah, let me hear from the funeral directors. I want to hear some more stories of fucking weirdos in the funeral home. Um, Park Ranger. Hey there, Billy Bada Bing. Billy Bada Bing. Uh, I've been loving the top five stupid questions segment recently, and I figured I should chime in since I am a fellow masshole turned National Park Ranger. Um, and as you may already know, we have heard it all. I work at the Grand Canyon So you can imagine the types of people we come across with over 6 million visitors a year from all parts of the globe. This is by no means a definitive top five, but these are perhaps the most commonly heard idiotic questions here without further ado. All right, here we go. Number one, at least once a week after driving all the way out here, uh, we're kind of out of the way, passing many signs to the, quote, Grand Canyon, someone will pull over pull up to the entrance and ask what's in here or hold up a picture of the Canyon on their phone and say, we're trying to find this. I have to bite my tongue not to ask them how the flying fuck they got all the way out here from God knows where without the confidence of knowing where exactly they were. Uh, number two, um, what time do you feed the bison or When did the bison come out? I love that. Like they got a fucking two-bedroom apartment. Uh, The North Rim has bison, as if we're running a petting zoo instead of a national park. Uh, Number three, people looking for the road that goes into the canyon so they can drive their car to the bottom and see the Colorado River. Uh, Don't you think you'd see a picture or two if the road existed, sir? Um, Number four, do I really have to pay to come in? This is this one is constant as people think. Uh, insert Burr Southern accent here. Okay, I'll do my bad Southern accent. Uh, this here is my land. I pay taxes, and I shouldn't have to pay no fucking fee to see public land. Uh, there are many issues with this sentiment, and explaining them would only further anger these animals or people that come up and say they don't have money to pay and expect to be let in. As if you could sit down at a restaurant or any other business and use this as an excuse to enjoy their services for free. 
Oh, you forgot your money? No worries. We anticipated you might do this. Follow me to your table, and I'll have the chef bring you out some appetizers. Um, all right, dude, you, you're fucking funny, man. You should give these... Well, don't give them shit. You'll lose your job. You did the right thing. Save your funnier sides and send them in to me. All right, number five. If I hike to the bottom and can't hike out, you'll come and get me, right? People expect some sort of free helicopter ride or service out of the canyon if they decide to be stupid and hike themselves all the way to the river. The sad part is if that, that happened, they actually, get, they actually get it on the park's dime. Well, we don't need to know that. The sad, the, on the park's dime? Hopefully, well, that means the taxpayer's dime, right? I hope these were mildly entertaining, and I'd like to mention so I don't get fired, that these views are my own and in no way represent the views or opinions of the Park Service. I love everything you do and send my best to the lovely Nia and the little burrs. Come out to the canyon for a private tour anytime. Peace, love, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> I haven't been to the Grand Canyon in forever. I went there in like 94. All right. But I've flown over it a zillion fucking times. Which I feel that's... I would hike down to the bottom, though. And on the way out, I, I could do that. Oh, Jesus, Bill. All right. You can already hear the helicopter. All right. Nurse. Hey, Billy, ginger season tits. <laughs> ginger seasoned tits. Ah, just in time for October, November. I'm a 27-year-old RN from Minnesota, registered nurse from Minnesota, who works for the last five years at, I'm not going to say where, where a majority of what we do is colonoscopies. Here are probably the top five questions I have had from some of these fucking, these fucked up patients. Number one, is it bad? Oh my God, I had to read this before I said it. Number one, is it bad that I've been cutting up Dove soap bars into small pieces and putting them in my butthole to keep the worms away? Number two, If I put my finger in my butthole and circle it around during showers, does it help prevent hemorrhoids? What in the fuck? People just say this shit. Number three. Uh, Did you think my uterus looks sexy today? We didn't check that or close to that. LOL. Number four. Does the butthole connect with my psyche? What does that even mean? Number five. Did you see my butthole? Did you see my butthole? (laughs) What the fuck? Just a medley of what comes to mind, but I'm sure you can figure it's quite a variety pack of people rolling into this butthole clinic. Love you, the family, and your sense of humor. And your sense of humor is not like anything else by a long-ass shot. Take care. Uh, nurse so-and-so, a religious listening lady. What in the fuck? Did you see my butthole? Did you see my butthole? Wow. I didn't think anybody could top uh, where is the Joshua tree, but they seem to be doing it quite quite easily here. Um, all right, plowing ahead. Medicine. Hey, Billy bleached butthole. A lot of butthole shit this week. Uh, I work in medicine and thus have encountered some very uninformed individuals. As everyone needs medical care, idiots included. Now, I don't look down on these individuals as they lack medical knowledge. 
parentheses, normal, and importantly, are anxious about their well-being in these situations. These settings, sorry. Top five questions asked statements I've encountered in medicine. All right, number five, young male adult who comes in complaining of large amounts of bright red blood in their bowel movements. That's scary. I do a physical exam and I cannot find an obvious reason for this complaint. I order some tests to find out the cause and if it's actually blood in his poops. Guy is anxious and asks, it's normal to have some blood in your poop, right? Bear in mind, this gentleman said his toilet bowl was covered in red. I had to keep a straight face and tell him, no, it's not normal to poop blood. Well, that one's just scary. And he just wants you to say it's okay because he, so he doesn't feel like his insides are falling out. Number four, obese family doesn't know she is pregnant. Comes into ER because her stomach is acting up. I see on an ultrasound and blood work that she is pregnant. Quite far along too, but she refuses to believe us. How do you know I'm pregnant? Uh, I can see the baby on the ultrasound, man. <laughs> wow. Don't you just want to rescue that baby the second it comes out of that person? Oh, my God. Number three. Okay, public service announcement. Guys, if you're at the doctor's office for dick issues, just say that from the get-go. Don't come in and say, don't come in and at the end say, oh, one more thing, my dick. Also, get some damn priorities. If you got the health of a laboratory rat that has been purposely fed fat its entire life and your main concern is your dick, I got an issue with that. (laughs) So this guy asked if the Viagra I prescribed him for his erectile dysfunction would also help with his short dick. He whispers this last bit. I told him no. It will not add an extra inch or two and would only help him maintain an erection. Ah, Poor bastard. Uh, Number two, guy wants a prescription for ketamine. This is a powerful anesthetic. Explains that it is my moral imperative to do to do this and that I will be leaving him no choice but to manufacture ketamine himself. He tells me the steps to make the drug and that he has read the Wikipedia page. I wish him good luck in his venture to manufacture the drug. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Opioid overdose. Oh, that's sad. Comes in via friend ambulance. So somebody drives him there. Pretty much blue, starts CPR on him and give him Narcan. Wakes up and stabilizes. Five to ten minutes after being conscious, he asks for some morphine. Nah, dude, you were dead like ten minutes ago because of that. Wow. That fucking opioid shit. My God. Thank Christ I never fucked with any of that. Um, all right. Well, that's the podcast. So if you knew the podcast, that's one of the things that we do on here. Top five, if you work with the public, top five dumb questions people have asked you. If you live in the Texas area and you'd like to see me, I got some shows coming up. I'm in Dallas uh, on December 2nd. I'm in Austin on the 4th. And I am in Houston, Texas on December 6th. I just realized how big the state is. But if you're in New Orleans, you can drive over to Houston maybe, right? Um, or if you're in Oklahoma, you can drive down over the Red River into Dallas. Um, all of those dates will be up on uh, BillBird.com. And uh, shout out, rest in peace, Alex Trebek, one of the greatest all-time game show hosts of all time. Me and my wife have absolutely loved 
watching Jeopardy over the years, we totally got into it when um, she was pregnant with my lovely daughter, and we've been watching that in the Wheel of Fortune back to back. And uh, Alex Tabrek, you know, Patch Sajak, all those guys. They're institutions after a while when you're on that long. So, um, yeah, rest in peace to him. All right, big shoes, big shoes to fill right there. Okay, that's it, everybody. Go fuck yourselves. Have a wonderful couple of days, and I'll check in on you on Thursday. Go Pats Monday night. Oh, geez, the two teams in the bottom of the fucking AFC East, the Patriots versus the Jets. Oh, geez.